Yo, welcome to the Low Key Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Keith. And um, today, we decided to talk about everything involving the Snyder Cut for the Justice League film that came out a little while ago. And pretty much a lot of fans' attitude towards certain films and wanting to get things changed and Hollywood actually making those changes. And today, we have a special guest with Sam from the Sam Said It Podcast, who is always a a welcome guest here on the show. And if you guys like this, um, please feel free to follow us on social media and check Sam out at the Sam Said It podcast on any of your devices that you listen to your podcast on. Thanks and enjoy, guys. All right, so Sam, thanks for joining us again, man. We're really, really excited to have you back. I'm excited to be here, man. Yeah, and it's going to be a lot of fun since we're going to be talking about the Snyder Cut and all the, the goofiness with that. But actually, before we jump immediately into that, um, I want to ask how your foot's doing, man. I know you've been doing a recovery um, and just was kind of wondering since the pandemic stuff's been going on, like how, how you've been feeling since then. Pretty good. Again, with the pandemic and not having to go into work, my walking has been extremely lowered. So I pretty much got healed back in March all the way through and just kind of been resting the best I can without trying to go outside and also wearing my mask at all times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, question about that. Uh, speaking of which, and Keith, I'm curious, because both of y'all are actually in Dallas, so um, the mask thing, like, are people wearing them? Mm, yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I know, like, yesterday I was out, like, I went to go get my oil change, and I went grab some some chicken wings and shit like that. And I, like, nobody was wearing their masks. Like, I barely see people. <laughs> it was to a point where I felt weird for having a mask. Like, I felt like I'm about to, you know, do rob a train or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, like, in the beginning, there was, like, I went to remember going to Walmart to pick up some medicine for my mother. And it was, like, I don't know if you guys have been to the Walmart yet, but, like, they have, like, lanes cut out. Yeah. That you can literally only walk a certain way. Like, I, like I go through the exit because it was closer to my car. And this lady, like, almost tackled me and said, nah, you got to go through the other way. And I'm like, but it's like, right, I don't, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, if you don't have a mask, you can come in. And about a month now, eh, you can kind of have a mask, kind of not, you know, they're not going to throw you out. They don't really yeah. care. And a part of me is really afraid of that because it's like, yeah, we're going to open up. And yes, it's Memorial Day weekend kind of thing. So, of course, people are going to be out, probably not wearing a mask, probably hugging and touching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's going to spread again. But, Man, no, it that funny. in the beginning, it was very dangerous or, like, everyone was wearing a mask. And now it's like, sure, why not? I'll not wear anything whatsoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually kind of laughing about that because the Walmart out where I'm at uh, in in the Nashville Tennessee area, Walmart ain't ever done nothing to be sweating nobody about a mask. In fact, that's kind of like you know ground zero for you know don't tread on me. I ain't wearing shit. Um, Costco though, man, uh, balls up to Costco. They've been like 100% wear a mask, and get your ass out. Appreciate that. Uh, so it's like I, I try to like frequent places where I know they're gonna be a little more cautious. So Costco's definitely up there. Most grocery stores are pretty decent, but uh, Walmart's definitely one of those like Wild West areas. So I don't know, man. Wherever you at, try to be safe. Yes. You know, ain't nobody trying to tell you what to do, but you know, 
uh, go out your way to protect yourself and others where possible. Well, like one hundred percent. You know, in Texas, you know, Texans, they ain't afraid of the shit. They probably feel like they can shoot the coronavirus. So it's like, it's like I, I feel like they, a lot of people just want to worm them anyway. And then if they were to worm, they'd make like a big like issue about it. So I think one of the biggest problems is like we're all like as a nation not on the same accord about everything. Um, and that's causing a lot of problems. So. Uh, it's just hopefully everybody's right. Hopefully the people that think we don't need to be protected in quarantine, hopefully they're right, and that means that everything is starting to die down. But if they wrong, we, we're kind of fucked. Science is science, so we'll leave it at that. Um, but, but speaking of things, where you know everybody's not on one accord. This Snyder cut. <laughs> where were you <laughs> when you heard about the Snyder cut? Originally, was... or that it or it's coming out. Well. So, uh, the news, as it's set out, I guess we shouldn't make assumptions that people know. That's a good point. Uh, so, the Justice League film that was released, uh, what was that, 2017? Am I right? Mm-hmm. That feels right. Yeah. So, um, it had some production issues, uh, or I guess i say post-production issues. So, uh, Snyder had pretty much wrapped up the film, was doing things in post-production, um, and had a tragedy within his family, uh, which led to Josh Whedon taking over. Uh, and given the film kind of a new tone, they, they filmed some some different scenes. And uh, the film, uh, when it came out, did not come out to um, positive reviews. A lot of people panned it as, you know, not a very good movie. And um, consequently, um, it wasn't, a you know, it wasn't like a, financial uh, bomb by any means but it didn't reach the heights that people expected and, and because of that people felt like the DCEU um, continued to just lag way behind um, the MCU and then of course like right after that we get the, in the following year um, the amazing amazing uh, culmination of everything which was that last Avengers film so um, everybody felt a little butthurt about it understandably uh, but was it last week uh, we started to hear news that you know an actual Snyder Cut was going to come out uh, on HBO Max which is HBO's upcoming streaming service which will uh, be coming out later this year I think in the next month and the Snyder Cut of the film will come out in 2021 after many petitions over the years for people to finally see this so that's what the Snyder Cut is mm-hmm. I'll take this from here please <laughs> <laughs> so I remember Back in the ye old year of like 2017, which really does feel like a decade ago now. It really does. Where it was like <laughs> the Hollywood secret was did, did a Snyder Cut really exist? Does it not exist? P, you know, WB says it doesn't exist at all. But then Snyder is like told in some back room, like, yeah, it exists. And it's like, okay, well, does it? it are we being lied to? We're probably being lied to. That's fine. And honestly, I don't care, because I want only biggest thing I care about the Snyder Cut is how much is it different. Like, is the ending totally different? Oh, also, oh, so let, let me let me add some. So I, I skimped some of these details. Um, okay. The way Snyder has talked about it in the Hollywood Reporter, and and you know how it's been discussed in other outlets, it is going to be at least four hours. Yeah, and they haven't decided whether it's going to be a straight up just film release or like a six part 
miniseries. I blame Michael Jordan for that, but last part. Yeah, <laughs> but see, I, th- I think people have looked at it like that. They saw The Last Dance, and they saw all the claim for it. And, you know, success begets mimicry. And so, yeah, I guess that's what's going on. Yeah, it's, um, I'm, I think it is going to be a series. There are certain things, like, that's rumored as far as, like, um, what's it, what may be in the film. Uh, one thing I see, uh, there should be more dark side in the film. Okay. Superman making more sense. <laughs> this is this is why I Google um, Star Labs in the Atom. Oh wait, wait, wait. just just be clear. We are going spoiler heavy on this movie and others. Oh man, if you ain't it. saying if you ain't saying this month by now, I'm I'm not sorry for you. Movie been out. <laughs> if you, if you listen to this, and you ain't watched that movie yet. I mean, sorry. What else do you yeah. have to do? Like, go go watch the movie. I swear. Um, okay, yeah, so it but, should but be like be inebriated first though. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> shit, I don't. I, Justice League was one of those movies where I was like, I had to question myself. Like sometimes when I watch movies like this, I'm like, if would the ten year old version of me like this film? Mm. And if it's no, it completely failed because the ten year old me like little monsters. You know what I'm saying? Like small soldiers. Like it, it didn't really give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? But if, yeah, if, if, if you if you watch this movie and and it's like yo okay like for example when I watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two now it don't make no damn sense at all it makes no sense but it was still but, fun but when I see Ninja Rap my ten year old self still get hyped my son be a right. ninja, ninja Ninja Rap so yeah hey, hey, ain't got nothing like that also also it doesn't feel like a waste of time as much as like I feel like Justice League was in a way. Right, mm. where you watch it and then you were like, uh, "What did I? What I?" It had its moments, but but the moments were so small. The, the um, dumbest part about that movie, and there are a lot of dumb parts of it, honestly. And, and I'm not saying it didn't do anything right, but it it does so much to downplay anything Batman could do. It was kind of incredible. Like if you ever watch the Justice League cartoons, Batman ain't got no powers. But Batman is always useful, and if Batman ain't like in, like somehow involved, people be like, "Oh, uh oh, we in trouble." But in this movie, it's like Batman never does anything of impact. It's kind of incredible. He he didn't he didn't serve a purpose. I guess he was supposed know. to be the one to like get them all together. He he saw the vision and he tried <laughs> to get some folks together. But other than that, he's in the way. But oh, uh, again, I don't think we ever talked about Justice League before, and my problems with them. So. The, the vision is of Batman v Superman. Yes, that that was Batman v, Batman v Superman. I, I guess that's the technically yes. like yeah the origin story so, of that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So I'm gonna go on a one thirty second rant. Oh please, I hate that vision because it's not <laughs> it's not a vision. It is a literal time travel scene because at the end of the vision, papers are all up in the sky and it's like why did it look like someone just time traveled in this room when he was sleeping? Oh, that's not that's how the speed works. And, That's a good point. And I, also, I don't know if you guys watch the CW at, at all. Um, well, uh, uh, you talking CW. about like the Flash and um, Legends of Tomorrow and all that? Yeah, yeah, the Arrow stuff. Arrowverse. I, so I, I used to. I, I fell off after I think season four of Arrow, and I've only watched one season one or two of the Flash, and we, yeah, we Black both Lightning watched, ago, right? huh? You watched Black Lightning? Uh, Black That's what Lightning. I'm saying. We both watched yeah. the first season of Black Lightning. Oh, yeah, I know okay. I watched it, but okay. but that's that's it. That's my CW knowledge. 
So the CW did the thing that DCEU cannot do, which is we're going to have a crisis. Oh, yeah. They and did. they literally did crisis. Yeah. And, and they brought they, in Smallville, didn't they? They brought in Smallville. They brought in Batman 89. The they brought in Batman, the, the Adam West Batman. What? Like, the f- what? Like the Robin yeah. from that Adam West Batman. He was in it, did his whole like Crimson Skies Batman oh, line. Shit. Like, it was such a slight love letter to, hey, do you like DC? Do you like DC for like decades? This is for you. Mm-hmm. And then it had that dumb scene that made me just stop my DVR and just walk out of my room, literally. Where Ezra Miller, spoiler alert, I guess anyone who wants to watch that thing, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Ezra Miller shows up. And it's like, oh. In the Arrowverse? Hey, Miller. What? Wait a minute. Okay, now, I, I, didn't I heard about it. That's something I still plan on doing. That happened? Yes. I heard about I thought those it. Like, shows up. Jokes. Now, let me tell you why I didn't like it, though. Okay. Because he shows up and he shows the CW Barry Allen. He's like, oh, you're like me. And they have that little moment of the Spider-Man meme, basically. Oh, okay. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you're the Flash. And Ezra Miller says, I'm the what? Oh, you're the Flash. And he's like, oh, that's right. Yeah, I did see. Okay, I did see that. I'm sorry. And yeah, it's, yeah. And it just gets me. I'm like, we never called him that, did we? Like, not we in, actually not never in Justice him. I don't think they and ever called like, him. <laughs> You think about it, it's like, so, get, get, let me get this straight. <laughs> um, Lex Luthor made all those logos and things for people. Still upset by that. <laughs> but just, the Flash is just nameless until he goes to a multiverse. And the other version of yourself gives you your name. <laughs> and again, it's like a cool moment, I get it, because no one knew about it until it happened, and yes, Twitter blew up because of it. But like, when I going back to Snyder first, for that matter, like the Snyder cut, I am curious of what's going to be different. Like I am curious if I'm going to see Bat, not Batman, Superman with his funny lip. I'm pretty sure I won't. So how does this movie even start? Because again, that's how that movie starts. Right, right. Superman with funny lip. So that's probably gone. Those jokes are probably gone. Um, the Flash running with Superman at the end, or them having some kind of rivalry for some reason is probably gone. The butt shots of Wonder Woman, which, if you pay attention, it happens a lot in that movie. Also, oh, I mean, that's that's where I was paying the most attention. That's Josh Whedon, right? He did it I all guess, through the first Avengers film. Yeah, because Scarlett Johansson, we all know what she looks like. Right, right. <laughs> Ninja rap. <laughs> but, yeah, back off my rant now, but The Flash... I... I want them to explain things better. Again, dark side of them being there is fine, but to me, I remember the scene of Aquaman and Wonder Woman talking about, hey, bringing someone back from the dead would probably make problems. I need them to do more than just, hey, we have a fight scene outside where one police car comes, I guess, and then we somehow get Lois in here. You know, the problem with the idea of the Snyder Cut is it does not have a cut of let's... So, first off, all right, so which movie is canon now? So that's that's the first problem. Um, yeah, so the second problem is for for Justice League is a film to work. You actually have to fix Batman v Superman too. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's not... It, there's so many tiny problems with ha- with the relationship between Bruce and, and Clark that begin there. Well, um, they're not friends. Right. Like, the it's, line of them talking about, oh, we gotta do this for Superman, when were you guys ever friends? 
Like, why you need to do this for Superman? Hey, that's another issue I've had with Batman v Superman and Justice League and Suicide Squad. It's like, hey, we mm-hmm. built this whole mining for Superman. He was on trial the last movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all because of Martha. But <laughs> <laughs> let, let me ask y'all a question, though, real quick. So, yeah. so none of us really care that there's a Snyder Cut, you know. Oh, oh! Before I get into this, do you guys remember that that when they made the rated R Batman vs Superman, and it was supposedly supposed to make Batman vs Superman make more sense? I love that you brought that up because um, I recall it happening. I didn't watch it, and I don't remember anybody being I, like. I actually, no, I, I actually have it. Okay, what happened? Well, I mean, what are the differences? It's still a flawed film. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, well, it's, I'm, I'm sure, but like, what did they add or so subtract to, to? I'm trying to let me go back and remember. It shows, it shows just a little bit more like in depth stuff, like where it was this one character that I didn't really care about that was actually doing like investigations on like Batman. Yeah, they and, killed Jimmy Olsen again. Anyway, that's yeah, right. Jimmy Olsen still <laughs> that's dies. That's right. Um, it's, <laughs> okay, wait, but is this different? Okay, oh, now I'm trying to remember. Exactly. I also didn't watch it. I also didn't watch the rated R version. This is different from again. It wasn't like a special version of Batman v Superman, or is that this? That's what it is. But the, but the thing is, or whatever it's, it's called, it's literally yeah. It's literally not that much different. You know what I'm saying? There's there's little small things I think that it connects, but not okay. enough to where you're like, oh, this movie still makes sense. You know, um, and and it, they added certain elements that were a little bit more violent, but still, in my opinion, not violent enough to be a rated R film. And it was just like one of those things. Um, so so my next question is this: since, like I said, we don't really care about the Snyder cut, apparently. Why why do you guys think so many fans are are jumping on? We're jumping on to have this Snyder cut come out because they want a movie that's good. <laughs> like, look, 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 if, if you imagine, imagine you are a DC fanboy and, and, and yeah, you get exactly. Batman vs. Superman and you like, ah, damn. And then you see more, by this time, like Black Panther, come in, like Black Panther that much better than God, oh, man, we, we gotta do better. All right, here comes Justice League, here comes Justice League. And then you hear in post-production their issues and then Josh Whedon come in. And you, let's say you're not a big fan of Josh Whedon. Because a lot of, apparently, for some reason, some of these DC guys aren't huge Josh Whedon fans. Um, this comes out. And then you're like, man, this this is not what it was supposed to be. This movie, like, could have been so much better. And if we got the Snyder Cut, it would be what it's supposed to be. Like, that's how they feel. And, and I get it. Um, but, you know... I feel like Zack Snyder's not... I mean, he, he's definitely made some good films. Um, I haven't seen anything um, from his vision so far of this universe that makes me feel like he should even be the person at the helm of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently, like, there's um, a new creator from Marvel who just got there. I can't even think of his name. Even I used to follow this stuff all the time. It's escaping me. But they do have some some new people coming in to kind of, like, you create the universe. Yeah, the guy who was with Marvel who's now with DC. Okay. Somebody who's listening to this is like a duh here, and it's blah, blah, blah. And I'm just going to feel like an idiot as soon as I think of his name when we finish recording. But they do have new people at the helm to like guide that universe. Um, but I, I feel like the reason people really want this is because they feel like they don't want to keep falling so far behind Marvel and what Marvel's doing. Marvel consistently, even like their bad movies, are better than Justice League by a good bit. 
you know, in many cases. So that would be why I think it's it's really been so such a passionate topic for people. Yeah, like it's it's the hope and dreams that this isn't as bad as we thought it was. Because mm-hmm. when you watch Justice League, and again, once you hear the whispers of you know Snyder cut, and you didn't like what Josh Whedon did, because again, yes, were there Avenger jokes in here? Of course there were. There were a lot of random jokes thrown yeah, in here that yeah, just didn't true. fit. And when you hear about, again, Snyder had a different dream, and you kind of get that, again, like, well, maybe it is going to be better. Maybe it will be different. Maybe I will, you know, not want to throw my theater seat out the window after watching it again. <laughs> and to say that it's four hours, like that, I don't, I'm not going to lie, I wouldn't sit inside the theater for four hours for this movie. I wouldn't have. Like, No. But to say, hey, this is going to be the extended, extra special, dark side's going to be here, kids, you know, kind of thing, it does pique an interest. It's like, okay, I would like to see it just to see what it's going to be. May I ask a really quick question about this, though? Because I haven't seen this stuff y'all keep mentioning about Darkseid. I mean, was he supposed to, like, replace Steppenwolf? Like, what? I don't get it. No, I think he was just supposed to, like, show up as the end, at the end. Kind of like how... Oh, that's right, because he, he, he wasn't... He yeah, I forgot, because he, he yeah, really like supposed to be in the third movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll know who the next big bad is supposed to be, or maybe the big <sighs> bad somewhere down the line. Can I have another rant for a second here? Okay. Um... So, problem with Justice League. Man, you can say, this man, he got so many thoughts. He ain't had to change the podcast in a minute. I haven't. And I, oh, God, this is a, I can, I could have ran about Justice League and what I hate about it so much. So, Venom Wolf, that is not his name. I am. Oh, what is that? Amalgam Comics back in the day when they used to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was dope. I like the Batman Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, so, Steppenwolf comes back in the day, fights Atlanteans, fights um, Amazonians, three Greek gods, a random Green Lantern, and tosses them. Mm-hmm. Superman now comes uh, and tosses Steppenwolf. So, Superman is equivalent to three Greek gods, a whole army of Atlanteans, and like it was like that is a lot to me <laughs> like like and again i know superman is like the biggest and greatest and whatever but i really wish they would have downplayed him just a little because not only did my man win so i mean first off he ain't even like do no training mode or nothing he just like came in right after death it was like slow motion smiling in my man bro do do you remember um he he did he did a a Dragon Ball Z Goku on his ass, like it was, it was almost like Stephen Wolf was was Nappa, it was Krillin or, or something. Yes. No, it's like he was Nappa or Raccoon, and then Goku, <laughs> Superman is Goku, and he just comes in and defeats him with like one blow. Oh God! And, and but there was the the problem though. There was nobody afterwards. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> and it's that moment where it's like Cyborg's like we gotta separate the cubes and do the cube oh, thing. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're here because honestly, we need someone of who am I, who is a minority. So you, that's why you're really going to fix this problem by himself. By himself. Yeah, yeah, like Cyborg, don't even need anybody else. Yeah, Cyborg uh, had no purpose at all. So, and, so, and the CGI was terrible. But look, why? All right, first off, one of the really huge issues I even have with 
what they decide to do with like Justice League as a whole is they basically tried to do what the Avengers did, which was have some vision from like your non super like your dude without superpowers who is supposed to have like all this you know stuff about how he can always think about what's going to happen in the future. He's a huge strategist. So Tony Stark, you know, in the second Avengers movie, has that vision of Thanos yeah. coming. So then they do the same thing with Batman. But unlike Batman, Tony's actually, they need him all the time. And, and I mean, they can do stuff without Tony, but he's the one who kind of is the core and center of the team, and, and there's a camaraderie there and a trust and a mistrust that actually builds. The thing is, with Batman, they don't even really have, like, a relationship. No. None of the characters really have relationships, so that's... It's like they, they don't understand why these things don't work. And the thing is, even if you're not gonna... I don't think you should copy what the Avengers did, but the, we have comics that you can just copy those stories that are really, really good. And you don't have to touch a bunch of stuff. Like, why are they trying to reinvent the wheel here? It's very confusing for me. I don't get it. You have classic stories that work. Just use them. The right. way... It should have been done from the beginning, and I know time was of essence because people thought superhero movies were just going to die out, apparently. Okay. You give them all their individual movies. One Woman has a movie, and it's great and wonderful. Aquaman is one of their best movies. I think it's the top earner. I think it earned more than Justice League did that yeah, year. Yeah. Yep. You, The Flash, I guess, will never get his movie. <laughs> but... You, you no, no, just me, Fast Man, or Red Lightning, or I don't know what they're called. Don't, uh, don't you, forget Shazam. 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 You give, is, is that even canon even still for that matter? I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. But even, even if you put Shazam in it, you give them individual movies, you then get Batman v Superman, because again, I don't need a new Batman. I know who Batman is. You bring in Batman. Maybe he is investigating. You get that one scene in the end of um, Suicide Squad where he's getting the files on the people. Because, again, you do want to look at these people and say, okay, who are they? What are these people? Who's that one woman who's probably like 100-plus years old? There's people under the water. I didn't know about that. Like, you give me something where I see Batman being a detective, getting information. He ain't no detective in this universe. He's not. He's a <laughs> <dude> walking <laughs> into a server room where a USB dongle was just hanging out. And he was like, oh, yeah, I can get that. And it's like, Mercy comes, Mercy dies. Ugh. Like, oh, Mercy, yeah. who was like, Lex Luthor's like, right-hand woman, dies, sure. Who cares about that? But, like, you give me, and again, I don't want to say a one-to-one to Marvel, but, like, you give me origins for some of these people. Like, Wonder Woman, kind of known, but not really, so you can give me that backstory. Aquaman, we kind of a joke, so give him a cool backstory. Again, you bring in someone like Shazam who is kind of comparable to Superman. So even if he's dead, maybe you say, hey, let's replace him with Shazam. But to your point, though, even, you don't have to have origins for everybody. Like, Black Widow just now getting a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so in the Hulk, it, it doesn't in a can- canonically have a movie um, because, you know, they kicked out. Um, Oh my God! What was the dude first playing him before Mark Ruffalo? Come on, Aaron. You know them. You know. You know this actor. Come on. What are you saying? What are you talking about? So, so you remember the, the Hulk the second movie. one, the second Hulk movie? Yeah. Um, You're talking about Edward Norton. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that movie was solid, but apparently, you know, it didn't. There are all kind of reasons, I guess, they didn't bring him back. Mark Ruffalo was a good Hulk, but I mean, like that Hulk story 
from the Edward Norton films is not present. That's not canon for the MCU. That is canon. No, I don't think it is. It is. You still got you still got well, Ross. Is there, it technically? Yeah, it's technically canon. Oh, okay. You gotta look at it. You still got General Ross and all the. I mean, well, I'm saying, well, those characters would still be there. like the first first whole. Yeah, but there. you got the same person. It, it was it was established that all of that stuff had happened. In the- oh, that's right. You know, because they even had that that uh, that thing at the end, um, that credit scene. When Tony Stark comes in, yeah. Right, right, right. So I mean, look, the main thing though is no one even thinks about that film though. Like, no. and I just I don't feel like those. You have to even do that, um, but. You you can act like these folks have known each other before we get to meet them. I mean, I think that's totally fine. But it's all about how you build the relationships. I mean, we learn to care. Like, let's put it like this: if you tried to do a DCEU version of that that scene on Earth at the end of the last Avengers film, where everybody coming out those portals, I wouldn't feel the same way. I've been on this journey with these folks for over a decade and learn to care about all these characters when they start coming out those portals. And you've seen this journey with all these different people from all these different films. And, you know, like, it, it really means something to you. Because each of them have some sort of relationship with one another. And it's really cool to, like, see all this stuff come together. I I can't feel that with this because... It's not because of just simply the movies. Like, these characters don't really have any quirks or anything or relationships with one another. Like, there's no callback to anything. Like, even the thing, like, when... When Captain America gets that hammer, man, when he grabs me on there, everybody in the theater was losing their damn minds. Because you remember what happened in Avengers 2. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was always build up to that. You know? Yeah. Or, or even like those little small like callbacks and stuff that you constantly have. Even even towards the very end when, um, I, I was about to say spoiler, but you know, fuck anybody that ain't seen the movie. <laughs> but Tony Stark says, um, I am Iron Man after Thanos yeah. says that I'm inevitable. I'm like, that yeah. was perfect. That was like, literally, it's like, it would be worth watching all of those movies just to get to that point. Justice League never built us up into anything that makes us, that makes it feels like we were rewarded for watching the last few films before the Justice League, you know? That I also feel like they just shot their wad too soon, you know? Yeah. Just take your time. And also, it's kind of like one of them things, like, you can't always compare yourself to others, of course. Like, because Marvel did this thing over here does not mean that you need to do it. Like, some of the best DC movies are the movies that did not decide to try to make everything established in the universe. Yep. The movies that people actually like the most are those. And to be honest with you, regardless of what anybody say, no matter how stupid that fucking movie is, I like Man of Steel. I can still sit down and watch Man of Steel to this day. Whereas I, I cannot watch Batman vs. Superman without literally like... It, Man of Steel is not a bad movie. It, it has it, some issues, but it, it's... It has well, it. I haven't seen Shazam yet, but I think Aquaman might be the best one but man of steel is like right there but yeah the, but that's, that's what i'm saying i'm not, not comparing it i'm not comparing yeah. it to nothing else i'm just saying that movie on its own to me was a good superhero movie just by itself that's cool. like before any of these other movies existed and i think if they and then if you look at when the um once when um christopher nolan did those batman movies that's some of the best superhero I, man, movies I, 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 don't, made. I, I don't even want that's not fair i'm not even bringing those movies in this well i'm just, just i'm bringing it up <laughs> just to say just to make the point that that dc never had to do what marvel did 
you know. I mean, they did, and and to the, but look to their credit, another point. What they did with with Ben Affleck was was going to kind of allow that to, to function without all this other stuff. Now, and maybe the Batman, this this new one, uh, is going to do that too. Perhaps another point. I don't know. Another point is that Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman by themselves can put seat put put people's butts in seats just by themselves. Yep. If you just make a decent movie with those characters, you gonna you gonna you, you gonna break the box office. But they did. But, Remember when Wonder Woman was in Batman v Superman for like five minutes? She, right. she was there for she like was. five minutes. But but I'm saying like just if you if you individually <laughs> focused on making real good movies with those characters, you got something. Whereas Absolutely. if you look at Marvel, for example, Marvel was working with characters that be tiered best. Yeah, they yeah people, people people. People forget that a lot of people were not looking for Iron Man. Iron Man became popular. People weren't looking for Black Panther when it happened either. And I gotta admit, when when they announced Black Panther, I was like, "But I'm saying way before Black Panther, way before Black Panther, it was Iron Man." And and Uh and most people who don't read comic books don't know who the fuck Iron Man is. But Iron Man Uh, also, if you look at that movie, when it when you watch it, like if you just go back right now and you and you put that film on and you just like just say, "All right, I don't even remember what happened, whatever." It's actually set in the real world to some degree. Like, remember that they're in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and and they get attacked. Tony's in, in one of those military trucks. They get flipped up. He gets kidnapped, and then all this other stuff. It's not even about like superhero stuff. Like the no. first half hour, and that part on it's almost like a really, really, really. But good that's movie. that's that's the point I'm trying to make. Marvel focus, and and this is what DC mess messes up at. But at the same time, they could have still just just did their own thing. Is that Marvel really don't focus on making superhero movies, whereas they make certain type of films. You know what I'm saying? Like their movies also can appeal. Like if you watch Captain America, I think I said this at one point. And especially if you watch Winter Soldier, it's pretty much an espionage film. That's a great film too. So even if you don't like superhero films, it's something that you can get from it. You watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Don't know nothing about Guardians of the Galaxy, which is very a very obscure group of superheroes that even I wasn't looking for. And you just make this fun like sci-fi romp that's a sci-fi comedy and stuff. People who like stuff like that, they're gonna gather to the films to go see that. So you might they, not even know if you like it because we ain't seen those really since the eighties. True. Right, right. And but but um but it's people that that just that might like those type stories in general. Yeah, of course, you know of course. Yeah. So. So they they kind of to me they they stood stand a little bit over just your standard superhero film that you might be used to. Like when we grew up, we grew up watching um, the Christopher Reeve Superman um, yeah. and and all those other type of superhero films, which you knew when you watched it that this is a superhero film. And I think the first movie that I think to me I think the first film that really changed the vision of what is a comic book film, what is a superhero film, is Blade. And then, after that, I have to give it to, like, Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 1? Spider-Man 2, actually. Because to me... Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. And the reason why I say this is because Spider-Man 1 still has that that feel of a superhero film. Now, it does also have, at first, like a coming-of-age story, but then it it makes him like super grown, like super quick. Whereas like Spider-Man two is almost like a, a romance film. It's a lot about, you know, about love and a lot about sacrifice and stuff in a way that you, that you kind of hint with certain superhero films, but not to that extent. 
Because and I I'll, think even like that scene on the subway, like the fight between him and Doctor Octopus, yeah. I don't think that that. I mean, it, it really kind of encapsulates what being a hero is all about. I mean, Peter's like doing. He's he's wasting. I said wasting, but just using every possible resource and giving his entire body. Mm-hmm. You know, and people even see who he is, and they're like, "We're, we're never gonna speak a word of this." Right. You know, because he sacrificed for us. But before that, it's the sacrifices that he makes in his personal life as Peter right. Parker. Mm-hmm. Like to yeah, me, that's, that's the a- most important thing. Is like, is like not not only are we seeing what he does as a hero, but we also see what he does. I mean, as Spider-Man, but we also see the sacrifices that he makes when it comes to him and Mary Jane as Peter Parker. Right. Yep. So um, I think that's what DC. Now, DC was always lacking that telling those type of stories because essentially their characters are gods amongst men. And, you know, try to make them human is is sometimes kind of hard, you know, but I think that there were ways that they could have actually at least with the with the main three did something and just focus on those stories and then see what can branch out from there i think i disagree with that a little bit but that gets into like this longer conversation well the reason why i say that for both big or the big two and all that another reason why i say that is because from those three you could you could move on into making films with the heroes that's not as known like, like if you make a superhero movie and a spider, I'm sorry, not superhero, but a Superman movie and kind of introduce Shazam, maybe the kid himself and then make a Shazam movie. It can work. It can fit in. If you make a, if you make a Wonder Woman movie and somehow introduce the, the Atlanteans and then you could bring in Aquaman later on, you know, mm-hmm. but those three movies have to be on point first. And that's what, like, like I agree to an extent with what, what um, both you and Sam are saying. On one end, you don't have to do an origin story for everybody, but you at least have to do an origin story for the Trinity. At least. That's fair. Least. Yeah. Also, but, you need to have a plan. Like, yeah. when I look at Avengers, like, even <laughs> going back to Avengers <laughs> 1, where you get that little bit of Thanos at the end, and everyone in the theater's like, who is that? And I'm like, it's Thanos. Oh, we're doing an Infinity War? Oh, that's nice. And but you can see that this then led down a path. From Man of Steel, there is no path. The path starts roughly at Batman v Superman with that Omega symbol, and it's like, oh no, mm-hmm. Dark Side's coming, I guess. Right, right. Cool. <laughs> well, well, but look, even if you look at what happened with Star Wars not too long ago in this latest uh, trilogy, no plan. Absolutely, I ain't, I ain't here to like go deep into Star Wars, but there was clearly no plan. I mean, the fact that. You see what happened from episode seven, episode eight. Episode eight kind of like just gets rid of a lot of stuff from episode seven. And when you get to nine, it gets rid of everything from eight. Yeah, but... And you're like, what the hell was that? Now, I mean, of course, like, look, you can get into all the stuff about business and why it happened, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, that's a Disney, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you had the same, you know, company, different people involved in the projects, but... They just thought they could rest on the laws based on just simply being Star Wars. And they did not really plot that stuff out but you clearly but you know if you look at the history of star wars that never was a plan hey Plot look once you, once you buy a property for over a billion dollars you better have a damn plan when you start coming out with a trilogy of movies i mean they had basic stuff 
that did not have to take place. I mean, the whole idea that, again, we finna spoil this, all right, so you can pause it here or not. When you kill Snoke, once you allow that to happen, you're pretty much supposed to allow free reign for Kylo Ren to do his thing because now he is the Dark Emperor, right? And you're supposed to let him do his thing. He got rid of Luke and, you know, boom, boom, boom. Then you just take that away and you bring back Palpatine, which takes away his autonomy as a character and kind of throws for Luke. It's like, well, why did Anakin make that sacrifice and why did this happen? And like, okay, so then why did they do this? And why It starts bringing in things that don't make it sense kinda, and it actually doesn't allow Kylo to develop as a character, even though that's what we were expecting. Yeah, and it kind of breaks the rule of that whole universe, right? Which well, one? Like, of the Star Wars universe. Like, normally... No, no, but I'm saying which rule, though? Like, like for one, the rule of two. So... Okay. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. The Sith rule. And, and, and usually, like, within the story, like you say, like, if you kill the Master, then now you're the supreme leader of the universe. Yeah, but then, that's what's But it's, it's never have happened, like you said, where the that person gets killed, and then that's all of a sudden somebody else that trumps him when he's supposed to be the big bad now. But but even beyond that, if you can make Snokes in a lab, why do you even need... Like, look, there's just too much stuff you start getting into. It don't even make any damn sense. But they didn't have no plans, all I'm so, trying to get. So, so with that, like, that goes back to our conversation with the Snyder Cut, right? Because one of the problems... Yeah, what's the plan? Well, no, not even just the plan, but it seems like that Star Wars, they, they backtrack some stuff to try to make up for what happened in the... Mm. What which one was before that? The Last Jedi. Yeah, the eighth one. Yeah. Yeah. So they tried to backtrack to to retcon some stuff that happened because of fans' disapproval and especially of like not giving Ray like any type of origin. Do you think that played a role in them pretty much changing the story around? What What do you think, Sam? And then we'll see what Aaron. Yeah, I think so. Cause again, as we talk about in the Snyder Cut and fans having pretty much a voice positive or negative to that belly aching enough <laughs> whining enough will get things to change especially for again you look at the example we gave in it right now star wars where i forgot the director's name his name is ryan something ryan, ryan johnson. johnson ryan johnson yes because like, i always get confused with the black panther who director who's also named ryan something ryan Coogler. but there it is. Thank you. See, I appreciate you guys. So Ryan Johnson, I don't know if you actually, because I remember sitting down and reading interviews from Ryan Johnson, and he pretty much said, yeah, I was kind of told that I would be only doing this one Star Wars, so I pretty much said, I'm going to do whatever I want. Which was like, okay, that's it's the way to do it. Kind of problem, and this right? you start seeing where, hey, Ray doesn't really have a family kind of storyline. And it goes into a deeper conversation of, hey, do fans in general, because we do fan theories, ruin an experience? And may, may I may I respond to that real quick, though? So, in general, I, I think that is kind of a... That's a very mainstream point of view. Um, what I mean by that is, for example, we saw what happened with the Sonic film. So, that trailer, not just the visuals, but, but using Coolio... The nah. first trailer. Yeah, no, that... Mm-mm. And when they redid that trailer, I was like, that's a 10-year-old me. That's what I'm trying to watch right there. And when you go see the movie, it's a really, really entertaining movie. I, and, and the visuals would have ruined it, honestly. I was about to say, I cannot 
a vision watching Sonic with the original Sonic because the original Sonic would have just made me just gag. Because like, Sega, the Sega, one yeah. cute. Like, the new one's like, okay, yes, that's an adorable-looking hedgehog. Sonic has always kind of had that kind of cutesy look. He didn't need to look like a, I'll say a real boy. But he <laughs> you know, he doesn't need to have teeth. Like, I'm not sitting here looking at, well, you know, Sonic needs to have two eyeballs, even though he's never really had two eyeballs. He needs to have actual human-looking teeth. No, he's pretty much an animated character in a real world. And watching that movie with the original one, I couldn't have, like, it just looks weird in my head. Trying to see that one going around doing all the jokes and, you know, being around with, um, boy from X-Men. Well, look, keep this in mind, too, though. Because this is the, 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 the other part of that, too. So that's one example. That's just a trailer. But, I mean, we know what happens all the time when you get screeners of movies. They get screeners so they can have audiences watch it. And then if there's something that's just not working, they fix it. Now, whether we see this happen on Twitter or something is a whole other thing, right? But this is something that studios do all the time. Yeah, but this wasn't a, this. This is completely different, like because from my understanding, the film was made and they had to go all the way back and change Sonic. Which... Well, no, no, no. Well, well, so okay, but see what you're t- so when I'm saying that this is mostly about visuals and tone, and, and you can fix those things. Now, oftentimes we see things happen. When it comes to screeners, we're talking about endings, which sometimes can like drastically change a movie. So if you've seen like the difference between Pretty Woman as we know it and Pretty Woman as it was, pretty sure Julia Roberts' character like died of an overdose or something weird like that in the original. Yeah. That totally changes the film. And yeah. if you now, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say just like the original of um, Get Out, where he actually yeah. dies. Right, right, right. But yeah, what were you saying? Yeah, well, it's just like you you do screeners to you know figure out what what is working and not working. It doesn't mean your whole film has to change. And sometimes you do make some drastic changes. You do reshoots, but these things do happen. So it's kind of weird to see it being um, you know wrapped up in, in like a framing of fans being entitled. Well, because the difference of the screener versus this would be the screen is given out to a certain amount of people. You showed me a product that, again, whether it was finished or not, was your original intention. It's kind of exactly. like the theoretical release of that's Batman v Superman. Yes, that's you a great You actually gave me the movie that you thought I should see, where, not Smallville, where Metropolis and Gotham are just a harbor away. So it feels like we're talking about differences in medium, right? Oh, now, that was dumb, too, by the way. I, I, again, I, I don't want to keep talking about that movie, but that was one of the dumbest. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, but... So in the video games, we see this sort of stuff happen pretty frequently. It could even be like complete gameplay changes. Um, you know, we see this happen um, occasionally with music, not a lot. Like I don't know if y'all remember when Kanye put out um, uh, one of his albums, the with the demon on it. Uh, I can't remember the name. Oh, Life of Pablo. He put it out and then he remastered it. Because um, some was off, and I think it, like added a track or something. Um, but it's funny because as technology evolves, we get chances to do things like this that weren't possible. So even like if you look at the Hollywood Reporter article with Zack Snyder, they even mentioned like two years ago just how they envisioned a business model and, and streaming services. They wouldn't have seen this as like even an option. But remastering something like this for a brand new streaming product to help promote it. Um, and spending like another thirty million dollars on, you know, adding some footage, more special effects, putting in designs you think that may be more appealing. 
that's something that people feel like is a thing now. So I don't really think there's going to be something we see a whole lot more of going in the future. But uh, maybe film is undergoing a change, and this is going to be one of the, the things that's happening. I, I don't necessarily agree with doing this as a whole for entire films. That's right. kind of weird. But I, I don't know. What do y'all think? Yeah, I don't, I don't really... I don't really feel that. Like, I think it should be like what whatever you intended it to be, let it be that. If it sucks, it sucks, you know. Um, but because because to me, also with this Snyder Cut thing, like as an artist, in my opinion, if you if you did something and you could not tell the story in two hours, you failed. You can't. You you failed. Like you got it. Got to go back to the script. You got to rewrite this whole story because if matter of fact, in most cases, you should be able to tell most screenwriters can write a script, a decent script. That's just within an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just an hour long. Now, with a movie, let me, like, let, me get, let me play devil's advocate real quick for the Snyder cut, at least. Yeah, it's not his cut. Technically, that was released. True, true. That, that just, that'd be my only just, there. just in just in yeah. general, like. That's too much for this movie to be four hours, just to make sense. <laughs> no, is a problem. The same thing when they when they when they were talking about the rated R cut. It comes out. It's supposed to like you know for Batman vs Superman. It's supposed to be a better film. You failed if you had to add thirty more minutes to your film to tell that story. Can I just say Keith definitely remembers this more than Sam and I because he spent money on it. Yeah, I mean, I got because I, mean, I was like, if I'm gonna get it, I might as well, you know, get that. Um, oh, also, also, I kind of I know this this might seem unrelated, but sometimes I hate I hate to see this in video games too. Like, okay, you bring out a game, and I'm thinking this is the game, and then you constantly coming out with DLCs, and not even DLCs like. That that is like oh this is a new mission or you know new characters or skins and stuff like that. No, this is patches to the fucking game that you brought out last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, and that's what I'm saying. Everybody trying to rush to release stuff that you're not trying to sit there and actually make. Like imagine playing Zelda: Link to the Past, and which is damn near a perfect game, and having to go back and keep buying DLCs just to play. The actual game, the full game itself. I'm trying to hold my tongue because when it comes to game stuff, I get real long-winded. So I'm gonna just agree. But you feel what I'm saying, right? Like why? Why? Huh? No, I'm saying yes, yes, uh, concur. Now with certain stuff, I can understand. Like fighting games, you you know, you you buy DLCs to get extra characters that didn't exist in the game at first, and it and it kind of pro. I guess you. It makes you keep going back to the game. Like, I bought Dragon Ball Fighter Z like, years ago. And I still play it when a new character comes out that I can download. Yeah, you know uh, Ultra Instinct Goku out, right? yeah, just I came out. Yeah, I heard just about it. Out. My cousin told me about it. Um, which which I was going to buy today. You know, right, right when it finished. He's broken. He like I ain't got no Xbox. I'd light him up. But, well. I'm going to get a PlayStation. I might wait till the PlayStation 5. But doesn't need to hear no door. I, I, don't, I don't like when they keep, you know, adding different things. Just make, just make it good the first time. So, Sam, what do you think? I mean, are you opposed to huge... And I just changed to the ending, but, like, completely kind of, like, new cuts of a story, or film in particular. Okay, so, 
not gonna dwell too much in the video games, but at first I thought you were talking about com- com- Mortal Kombat 11, and I was like, but right. I want that, I want that extra story. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that new story looked pretty damn. Yeah, but that's, that's awesome. That might be worth it though. <laughs> right now, again, it's like, like, seeing RoboCop Super Terminator is pretty cool, and I'm like forty dollars though. That's mm. dude. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 the DLC is forty dollars. Yeah, it's, it's a, either thirty it's like or forty. A, it's like a whole new game. Right, like it's a legit. I think they said six chapters for the storyline, and then you get again what the three or four new characters. You get RoboCop. You get Shiva. Shang Tsung. Fujin looks just amazing. You say Shang Tsung? <laughs> is that his name, Shang Tsung? Same song. <laughs> I would, I've been calling him my Shane Song. Like, I ordered that last night. Right. <laughs> I mean, hey, I would have known who you were talking about. It's, just, it's yeah. pretty hilarious. Well, like, your soul kind of a better name. <laughs> but as far as like DLC and things, I actually kind of did have this conversation not too long ago about cats and how the original trilogies are for cats. Everyone was kind of like, oh my God, what is that? You then, because everything now is digital, they went back. And kind of did a patch notes of doing a doing a update on those graphics to make them look slightly different. You also apparently there's like buttholes apparently on the cats that got rid of as well. Yeah. And to me, in a 2020 world where everything is kind of digital now, I do believe that if you complain enough about something, they're going to take something out of it. We already seen it twice happen in the last year of Sonic being delayed a few months to get that a new character, and Cats also being again changed because again everyone looked at that and kind of threw up in their mouths. <laughs> like it's it's something yeah, that I yeah, think that's... will still happen. And same thing with where it went with video games. If you play anything by Bethesda, you know that your fallouts Ooh. are going to come out broken. <laughs> you know you're gonna get that four gig day one patch and it's like, this why is, is why I'm not talking about video games I'm not going on some huge round Bethesda and Rockstar and folks but, like that but it's, it's getting to that point now where you buy, you buy a video game yeah there's gonna be a patch just how it works you might like, as well wait you might as well wait your hour or have a faster and it's going to be to get whatever gig or so of patch notes that you can look at and be like okay so you balance out Broly or you know but okay but see it's different now but even even the stuff with Call of Duty, like they keep introducing new patches, but these patches be like hundreds of gigs. And you'd be like, hey man, I only got like so much hard drive space. I right, get you rid of some other game just to play like, that. Yeah, just just to, just to play this. Anyway, but like, when yeah, I see I'm that with movies, I kind of think that is going to be somewhat of the future. That again, I can't even think of what would be the next thing, but another animated film that comes out, or like Scoob, for example. Like if people, I watch Scoob, it was fine. Okay. Um, like, the voice for Shaggy, a lot of people don't like because it's not the original voice actor and you pretty much got a whole bunch of celebrity names to voice act most of the characters. Mm-hmm. But if people made enough stink about it, I could see them like, okay, fine, let's get one of the original voice actors back or even the live-action one because people like him a lot because the whole Ultra Instinct Shaggy thing that happened like a year or so ago. Oh, like, yeah. Like, let's bring one of those voices back to kind of appeal because as a audience... Again, if you bellyache enough, and again, you have millions, because it can't just be like, oh, we don't like it because I'm a Scooby fan. No, it needs to be treated on Twitter. Like, it needs to be something that... that that's a bad uh, barometer for understanding oh, the audience, but, but yeah, but that's I mean, how typically, yeah, yeah, that, that's how it's working right like, now. I mean, yeah, you're right, you're right. I think this is probably the future, even though I don't think it... It, it definitely doesn't 
fit with, I guess, you know, what many creators would consider like some kind of pure aesthetic of, you know, final products of final product. But yeah, and, uh, I don't know. No, I get that part. Like, I get the, like, again, being an artist, you, again, even like a podcast, you made a podcast and someone comes in and complains saying, I don't know, I sound weird on the mic, whatever it is. Or you don't like Sam, so let's take Sam out of it all together. Like, I get that part of it. Like, you know, like, I, I get it. At the same time, with your audience, you also don't want to be the movie that says, F you guys, I don't care about your voice. Do then come out, like the Sonic thing of having a millions of people come out and say, this design looks ugly. We don't want it. So and I then, would really recommend too, if if people are interested in hearing, um, I'm gonna say directly from the director, and that's what I mean, right? Um, if you go to uh, Movie Maker Interviews, uh, there is a podcast by Tim Malloy speaking directly to the Sonic, um, the Hedgehog director, about that moment and their decision to mm-hmm. make that change. What made them decide to do it? How did it feel? Saying your design sucks, um, yes, and did, you know. Yeah, it was, it was a really fascinating interview to kind of understand that process behind the scenes and just how they went about that. Um, I, I really thought they took a smart approach, um, and, and, and it really did pay off. So um, props to that that team for really doing that. Because, you know, as we've been saying, it, it's there are things about it that obviously are not great, but I think that's an example of being willing to re-examine what you've done and, and really do something that, that makes sense and, and it actually is the best for fans and, and everybody else involved. Right. Exactly. And mm-hmm. another small example is the original, well, not original, but the remake of, was it 2014 Teenage Mutant Turtles when they were supposed to be from space? And that rumor got Ooh. out? Oh, I was mad. I ain't gonna lie. I and, was mad. <laughs> but again, another example of, wait, why are they from space? Why are they Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles if they're from space? Phase. Like, it didn't make any sense. Because the name, remember the name, originally, I don't think it was even Teenage Mutant. I think it was just Ninja Turtles. Yeah, well, man, you just made my blood pressure go up. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. But that's another example of fans being upset, blood pressure getting higher, and then, then <laughs> people coming back and saying, okay, let's, let's change it enough to make it look kind of reminiscent of what Teenage Mutant Ninja, what Teenage should have been. Yeah. Or at least as close as Michael Bay could do. Was Which, that the Nickelodeon 3D cartoon version? I can't remember. Yeah, they got one. The one with Megan Fox? Uh, I just can't remember. So, what, no, well, I'm like, okay, about about the one in 2012 was the 3D animation one that was actually not horrible. It wasn't, no. I like, actually that liked one, it. I liked. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. The Now, it was still based, I guess, quote-unquote Nickelodeon. It was Nickelodeon Studios, whatever they call themselves. It was based off the Ninja Turtles um, cartoon that that came out in the 2000s. It was that one was amazing too. Yeah, it was like the it it was based it was canon to that story. Well, how was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because basically it's like when you know all the the people from the look I forgot what it's called now, but um, so wherever Crane's from, like I think it's like the Negative Zone or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that plot line. Yeah, you get all those people coming from, you know, the other plane yeah. and doing stuff. And even, like, if you go back and watch the original Ninja Turtles, I got that whole series on DVD. Um, I mean, I was shocked that, like, the first season they got into the alien stuff. I was like, I thought that was, like, way, way later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that happens early on in the Tetradome and all that. It's pretty dope. Yeah, but um, sorry for those new movies, though. But I, I think we've been talking <laughs> – I think we've been talking long enough um, – we're going to start shutting down. So, 
Thank you guys for tuning in with us, uh, rocking with us this time. Um, please feel free to um, review this episode. Give us a shout out, share. Also, follow um, us on Facebook and Instagram, The Low Key Pod. And um, Sam, Sam, you want to get some plugs in real quick? Oh, sure. The Sam Said It Podcast, which is on all major podcasting where you can find those things. And we're looking oh. to have it coming back soon, right? Yes. All yes. right. Again, the pandemic has messed with me here and there emotionally and just spiritually and all that business. And I'm just trying to get back in the swing of doing like my own regular scheduled programming. So I hope I can also get man. another podcast out this week, um, including with this one. Um, but yeah, Sam said at DFW at Gmail, Sam said at DFW on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, thanks again for joining us, Sam, and know that you always have a home here at the Low Key Pod. And we hey, out. Man, I appreciate it. All right, I'll holler at y'all next time. Sir. Sure.